When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your team's going to take their gas pedal off, or their foot off the gas pedal just a little bit. And it's not like they let them back in the game. You know, he said that he had to play the starters at the end. You know what? Jokic got back in with six minutes left in the fourth or something. I'm like, well, you didn't really have to. But the thing is, like. It would have been fine. You didn't have to, but I think for him, you didn't want to get to the point where you had to had to. Because then Houston would have had momentum and you would have been putting guys in cold. And I mean, I get it, but you didn't have to. You had the game. That first half was about as perfect as it could have gone, though, right? I mean, you played incredible defense. You knocked down every shot. Three-pointers, dunks. I just want to go through a few things that happened in the first half. And, Marty, if you get the highlights of this, I want to hear Kaz's call as I kind of roll through some of these. So, let's start with Vladko just goes out there. He's one of the first subs off the bench. Knocks down two threes. And Nuggets then, lead it by 11. Ish Smith has it on the left side. He gets a pick from DeAndre. Top of the key. Vlatko, three-pointer. Got it again. Okay. Shunchar, the Slovenian slinger. The Slovenian slinger. I like that. Wait, was Katie on the radio call last night? Was she? Was that her at the very end? Was she doing radio and then just jumping to the TV side during? Hey, you might want to guard him out there. I guess so. All right. <laughs> um, so he knocks down a couple of threes. But then, Marty, he... Vladko Chanchar is on a fast break and takes off from essentially the free throw line? Loose ball, front court, Chanchar dunk with the right tomahawk. He took off near the free throw line there. He was flying. Excuse me? I mean, when he jumped, did you think the same thing I did? Vladko jumps and you're like, well, he's laying this up, right? And then he, you realize he's going to dunk it, and you go, this ain't going in. He's going to miss a dunk. And he actually puts it down? I thought it was going to be one of those, like, throw-ins where you're not really touching the rim, but you still kind of dunk it. But he got rim. He actually dunked. Dunk. Yeah. In the air, he had to be like, oh, crap. I would have done the same thing. Oh, God. Well, I heard him talking to Vic afterwards, and Vic said that, or, or he told Vic, that he was going to lay it up and then he changed his mind like midair. Wouldn't that be fun? I'm going up for if you guys just one time in your life said, I'm gonna lay this ball up, but you're so athletic, you go, nah, I think I'll dunk it instead. Like you change your mind from layup to dunk. 
I'm sure we've all been in a place like maybe you can barely dunk a basketball and you're like, I'm going to try and dunk this. And then you jump and you're like, nope, I have to change my mind to a layup now. Floater. He did the opposite. So that happens. Gets the crowd juiced up. The bench gets juiced up. And then DeAndre Jordan, who I have a weird relationship with DeAndre Marty. There's times where I'm just like, I do not want to see him play. And then there's times where I'm like, I need this guy being your backup center every night. There are some points where I'm like, I'm done with this guy. We need to find somebody else. That's it for me. Well, yesterday was one of those days I want him playing every night yeah. because that was like, it was vintage DeAndre at times. And he had the big dunk where uh, spins, spins, and then he runs to the hoop. and he, Yeah, yeah, one of those. One of those. But he's blocking shots. He was grabbing rebounds. I thought DeAndre Jordan was fantastic last night. But then you end the half with, I mean, one of the coolest plays you're going to see. So fast break. KCP throws it down to Joker, who's kind of by himself, but Marty overthrows him. Like, that ball looks like it's going out of bounds. Even if Jokic gets a hand on it, he's going to be off balance. And what does Jokic do? He tips it and just behind the back bounce pass to Bruce Brown, who yams. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Behind the back pass. Brown docked with the right hand. What a play by Nikola Jokic. Oh, man. Isn't it funny, by the way? You can tell within the first three minutes of a basketball game what kind of game Jokic is going for. And that game was, I pass. I had 10 assists at halftime. He was one rebound away again from a triple-double as he finished with 17, nine boards, and 12 assists. Um, like I said, it was almost the perfect game. And I don't really care that the second half, you know, Houston outscored you. It didn't matter. You kept pace with them, and that's all you had to do with the 74 to 47 lead. But the nice thing is there's been a whole bunch of times within the last few years, the Nuggets have had a game where they should blow a team out and they don't. It's either the game is close or they lose it for some reason. Or, or they have a big lead, and then they come back in the second half. Right, right. I mean, we've seen that a million times. It was good to see them basically from start to finish just bury a basketball team. And you know what, Houston? Houston's got, like, some decent young players. They're just really young. Like, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Marty, that's not, that's not, a, those two guys are pretty good, and they will be a lot better down the road. I actually think Shane Goon's a pretty good big, too. All those guys were born in, like, 2002. I know. That's they the weird thing. Time. Yeah. You know, we said this uh, after the last game. Shane Goon, he, he models his game after Jokic. That, or that's, Jokic is his idol. Now, he's not Jokic. People have said this. He's closer to Sabonis than he is Jokic, and I would probably agree with that. But I think it's really cool that Jokic is now a person that people are idolizing growing up and watching. Now, I've noticed that most of the people that say that, Marty, are not American players. They're guys from overseas. They're kind of in that Slovenia, Serbia sort of part of the world. But whatever. Um, just from top to bottom. Incredible game. Murray with another 20-point half 
in the first half. Did you know that with Porter out of the lineup now, and I don't know when he's coming back. He was taking shots pregame. It wasn't really jumping, so it looks like he's still probably a week or two out. But did you know that with Bruce Brown in the starting lineup, Marty, the Nuggets are 9-1? And And those are games in which Jokic wasn't playing, or Murray wasn't, or Porter wasn't, or Gordon wasn't, or, you know, you name it. With him in the starting lineup, the Nuggets are 9-1. and Scotty said it on the broadcast last night that he was talking to somebody else in the NBA, and he said the biggest offseason acquisition as far as free agency goes was Bruce Brown. And you know what? He might not be wrong about that. When Bruce Brown shoots a three, do you think it's in, Marty? Because I do. Every time. And he's got a three-point shot that is like a... It's the old Derek Carr teardrop, isn't it? Like, that thing goes pretty high up there and drops straight down like an anvil. What shot goes higher, Jokic's or Bruce Brown's? Oh, Jokic, he'll have a couple that he'll just launch, like, to the rafters that come down. Like a... Old school Russell Wilson deep ball goes off the screen. Yeah, like like a punt in Jerry World where you're worried it's going to hit the actual Jumbotron. But between them, as I said, Vladko, I thought, had another great game. DeAndre Jordan had another great game. It's really nice to have a guy like Ish Smith in your back pocket if you ever need him. You know, Bones was, I guess he was available to play last night, but... With the way the game was going, I think that Malone was just like, yeah, we'll just give you one more night. And like I said, when you have Ish Smith, it makes it okay. Really, this team kind of goes as their bench goes, doesn't it? If the bench plays well, they're almost unbeatable. And that's the truth. If you get the bench bench playing at this level, they are a really difficult team to deal with. And so that's why I love that you found, even if it's not every night, but you know that a guy like Vladko is capable of giving you 21 minutes like that last night where he's 5 of 6 from the field, 3 of 4 from 3. No, Vladko just does a lot of hustle stuff that you like to see. And so great game all around for the Nuggets last night. How did you like playing back-to-back against the same team? I guess when it's the worst team in the league, it's nice. If you had to play back-to-back against the Celtics, it might be a little different. Uh, I, I'm i indifferent about it. It doesn't really... It's not that I like it, but I don't hate it either. It's weird. I kind of like mixing things up, but... Yeah, when you're playing a team like Houston, you can just rattle off a couple of wins back-to-back and pretty easy ones, and I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, if you're playing, I don't know... The Celtics, so you're playing the Phoenix Suns, or you're playing teams like that, then it's going to feel a little bit different. You know, one other thing from this game that I wondered, with the amount of guys that are making contributions, Marty, what what does ro- this rotation look like in March? If we If we just say that everybody's healthy, and you're going to that, you know, you get around playoff time, you're basically keeping a, a bench unit of what? Maybe four guys come off the bench? Possibly five if you really had to. So we know what the starting five is. Murray, KCP, MPJ, Gordon, Jokic. Off the bench, Bruce Brown's going to be first. Bones. 
Bones. And then after that... DeAndre Jordan. I think DeAndre's going to stay there. I think so. Yeah. Um, but then do you go like... Do you go Chanchar? Do you go Davon Reed? I mean, do you, he replaced Jeff Green, assuming Jeff Green is healthy in March? God, I forgot about Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Jeff's going to play. But you know what, Zeke dude? Zeke is buried. You got a lot of guys that are playing well right now. They're going to get buried. Well, and this is this sounds pretty reminiscent of the... I call it a problem. It's not really a problem. It was a problem three years ago. Because you had guys on the bench that weren't getting playing time that felt like they wanted to play. And don't get me wrong. Everybody wants to play. I know that. But guys who you were worried could make a stink. Like, I was concerned three years ago, Marty, when Malik just... Malik Beasley wasn't getting time, that Malik was going to get angry about it. And I think that's part of the reason why they traded him. It's like, we don't have room, and I'm scared that you're going to start causing a ruckus here. I don't know if anybody feels that way on this bench. Because outside of Bruce and Bones, is there anybody that's really, they feel like they're in a place in their careers where they've earned the right to play 20 minutes a night? Because I don't think anybody really does feel that way. The only real vet is like Ish Smith, and he's been on 50 teams, so he probably knows. I well, he's not the only. I, I mean, him, Uncle Jeff, DeAndre, they're all vets, but they all kind of, they know they're in the twilight of their careers. Right, but those guys are actually going to get time. It's not like Beasley where he should be getting 20, 30 minutes a night and he's getting about, you know, in the teens. Well, that's where I wonder something like if Chonchar plays at this level, does he take the Jeff Green minutes? You know, I wondered before if Zeke can continue to progress, do, do they roll with him as a backup center? You know, I, I've always thought there'd be times there's going to be matchups in which a guy like DeAndre Jordan is going to have to play because you're just going to need size like that and you're going to need a true rim protector. But I think when this gets down to the playoffs, this is you're going to get pretty nitty-gritty with this, this lineup, and some guys who, who played throughout the year are going to have to take a back seat. Maybe it's just because I'm in a good spot with DeAndre Jordan right now, but I feel like I want him over pretty much any other center, especially Zeke come like playoff time or... Give DeAndre one of those games where he doesn't grab a board. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then we're going to change our minds on that. Like I said, dude, if DeAndre can play this way, that's exactly what you signed him for. Dunk everything, get rebounds, and block a couple of shots. That's what you need. But I wonder what this rotation is going to look like. Texture says, should Malone just ride the hot hands? I mean, that would be, that's the move that he's going with for now. For now, that's what's happening. Another texture says, we need an insider for haircut joker. Joker with a fresh cut is a bad man. Isn't that funny how that's become he's a thing? No insider. We know he's a bad man when he gets a haircut. It's been like that for years. Why is that, though? Because this has become a thing now. Jokic gets a haircut, and it's like game on. Every once in a while, you'll see that game where Jokic looks like that, that eight-year-old whose parents have just, like, neglected the haircut. And you're like, oh, is he going to struggle tonight? You're like, somebody give that man a pair of clippers. Can somebody teach this boy how to shave as well? <laughs> yeah. He's got a couple of Yeah, when of he's got like those little yeah. chin hangy hairs hanging down, you're like, feel like it's going to be a bad night for him. Slow start. Although Jokic's bad nights are what? 
24 points, 12 boards, five assists, you know, something like that. Great game, though. Nuggets still at number two, by the way, in the Western Conference because Phoenix won again last night. Did you night. see what Phoenix did last night? Yeah, they murdered the Bulls. 132 to 113. So, still a game back of the Suns for first place, but you know what? With all the injuries and road games that you've dealt with, uh, the fact that you're right there is pretty remarkable. So, shout out to the Nuggets. Um, a lot to get to today. A lot. We'll talk to Leggy a little bit later. And I'm glad that we're talking to him today because if you heard the press conferences of Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett yesterday, uh, interesting to say the least. And I hit this point quite often this year where I'm like, are we just psychoanalyzing this Russell thing? And I think it's come to a head, so we'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. Stick around. All right, at the podium yesterday... As the psychoanalyzing of one Russell Wilson continues. I told you, Marty, I get uncomfortable with this. Like, I feel like we just do so much of it, right? It's like, things are going poorly, so what do we do? We criticize his tweets that he puts out and the videos that he puts out and then him doing high knees on an airplane. And then now it's his birthday party. Oh, my God. Half the players showed up. I thought about this for a second. First of all, what are we? Are we in what I have deemed to be the worst movie ever made, Draft Day? When Kevin Costner calls up Bo Callahan and says, why didn't your teammates come to your birthday party? Marty, you remember that glorious scene from that movie? No, luckily I've never seen it, so... Um, you still haven't seen it? Uh-uh. I've talked this much trash about that movie and you never watched it? Why would I watch such a terrible movie? Because you have you to watch terrible so movies. Much. It's horrible. People think that just because you make a movie about sports that sports fans are going to like it. Nonsense. Marty, the man traded like three first-round picks, and then in the draft, he takes... He has the first overall pick and somehow gets gets his picks back. That's not possible. I know. We love a happy ending in Hollywood, don't we? And he's got a mom who's just like... The dad, who is the former GM, dies. He takes over, and the mom is, like, disappointed in him for some reason that's never explained, and they stare at each other from, like, rooms for way too long. It's terrible. Anyway. Are they good in the NFL? Or does the movie end after he gets the draft picks? It ends after the draft. Like, that was the big payoff. So they could be busts. All of them could be. Mm. You don't know. Oh, and they decide instead of going with a young quarterback, they're going to go with, like, your this journeyman Taylor Heineke type that gets injured all the time. That's That was what he was rolling with. So that guy's happy because he gets to keep his job because, you know what, Marty? He's just been treated unfairly. It's not his poor player. He can't stay on the field. It's ridiculous. But anyway, I thought about this. Half the team showed up to Russell Wilson's birthday party. And it was talked about like this was a bad thing. Let's do the numbers here. Let's play a quick numbers game. There's 53 men on an active roster in the NFL. Let's say it's less than half. It's 26. I mean, are we talking full roster? Like practice squad guys, training guys? No, no, no. Let's just say active roster, okay? And we'll say that 26 out of the 53, so that'd be like 48%, 49%, whatever. 48% of the active roster shows up. 
Marty, that's a good number for a birthday party. Like, if you're saying that he's lost the locker room and half the team shows up, let me ask you guys a question. You ever had 26 people at your house before at the same time? That's a lot of people. The closest I've ever been, and this this doesn't include, like, college parties. We've all been to college parties with, like, 100 people there. In fact, Marty, there was one party that I had at my house right after college. I was living with three other guys. We're like, hey, football, it's Saturday, college football, Nebraska was playing. We're like, let's throw, a, like, a Husker party. Sounds epic, bro. It wasn't. We had, I'm not kidding you, had to be 70 people in our house. And we had, like, a, it was... Real estate's a little bit different in Nebraska. It was a decent-sized house. But we were all jam-packed in the living room kitchen area, right? At least 70 people there. Was it nice outside? Were people out there? Yeah, it was okay. still like so 75, 80 degrees. You can go outside. People like smoking, whatever. But, yes, Marty, college kids smoke. Super Cigarettes and funny cigarettes, all of them. The point is this. There hit a point that day, Marty, where this is my house. This is where I live. We had a guy that was so drunk, he literally peed in the corner beyond the toilet. Like, didn't hit the toilet, peed on the floor in the bathroom. We had people that were spilling drinks all over our furniture. And I was starting to get antsy. I was like, I'm ready for everybody to leave. And nobody was leaving. Come to find out. Somebody was stealing, like, Adderall pills from one of the guys in my house that needed Adderall. So those were gone. There was a fight that almost happened over a girl. Like, your typical college party thing. And I was this close to just, like, literally pushing people out the door. And then somebody fell into our giant TV that we had, a big screen TV. So the thing toppled. And thank God it rested up against the wall. And I yelled, Everybody out. I did that. I was like a dad. Out of the house. Walk to the bar. Leave. And I literally was putting my hand in their back saying, out, please. Out of my house. Go. If I had 26 people at my birthday party. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's a decent number, is the point. It's not a bad thing. Now, if you had three people show up, and it was Brett Rippon, Brandon McManus, and Corliss Waitman, then maybe we could have a discussion about the amount of people that showed up to his party. It's a decent number. That's what I'm saying. But all of these lost the locker room reports, okay? You're never going to get a public answer on this. Like, even if it did happen, nobody from the team is going to confirm it. But I want to hear from Russell. What does he have to say about these reports about losing the locker room? Go ahead. No, I mean, I think that, uh, first of all, uh, you know, everybody wants to win. We all want to win, you know, and uh, nobody wants to win, you know, more than me and this team and what we want to be able to do. I think also as well, uh, I mean, I got great relationships in that locker room. Uh, so whoever's trying to tear it down, 
uh, you can't, you know, I think that the best thing about it is, is that it's been an amazing journey coming here, moving here, being here. Uh, guys like Cortland Sutton, guys like Justin Simmons, guys like Dalton Reisner. Um, watching a guy like DJ Jones, who I used to play against, you know, several times a year, uh, you know, a tremendous football player, you know, different guys, you know, Kendall Hinton, how he's stepped up and stepped in as, as a friend and so much more. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, all these guys, I can go down the list, Sabi, um, you know, guys up front. You know, this is a great, great team. You know, and we got a great players. I'm, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to play with this team and these guys. Um, you know, and so, you know, there's always noise, especially when things aren't going you the got, way you want it to um, all the time. And so, the thing is, is that yeah. You, Go ahead you and pause for a second. You got to give him this. <clears throat> He's really good at the sidestepping, isn't he? Really good at it. And to his credit. He is built for Denver in one way. Say what you want about his actual play right now, which has not been good. He deserves the criticism. But I'll tell you this. Marty, this kind of criticism could break people. It broke Paxton Lynch. He was crying during a game. A lot of guys couldn't handle this level of scrutiny, where it's not just local, it's national. Where did the report come from, Marty? Losing the locker room. That NFL wasn't from Network. the Denver Post. It was from the NFL Network. At least he's... You could, I guess, ask if he's putting on a front. I don't think it is. At least he's mentally strong enough to be able to handle the criticism and have it seemingly not affect him. Even putting on a front for this many weeks in a row? Yeah, And not just be like, listen here, man, I'm trying my best up here. That's what I'm saying. Like, not one time has this guy ever gotten snippy with anybody, correct? I can't think of what, even when his own teammates are yelling, and I wish he would get snippy, he hasn't done it. So then you say, okay, Russell's going to say that. He's the subject of the story. Well, what about guys like other dudes on the roster? How about Dalton Reisner? Dalton Reisner was asked about this. Go ahead. Oh, I'd, I'd say that's not true, man. Uh, I, it's funny, Troy, because I, I stay away from all that. You know, I can't, I don't see any of that stuff anymore. It's been great, but uh, that's just hilarious, in my opinion. It's, that, that's funny because I, I don't think it's true. I know it's not true. I know that I know who Russell is. I respect him so much. I respect the way he integrates within our locker room. And I feel like all year he hasn't been able to catch a break. People just uh, making up rumors about him, whether that be he's not a good teammate or he's lost the locker room apparently, or whatever the heck it is. And a lot of it's just so outlandish to me because uh, I get to see him work every day. I get to see how much he cares about the guys in the locker room and the devotion he has to this game and the attitude he brings to practice every day and the attitude he brings to the football field. We may not be having a good season. We may be 3-8, and eight, but I respect the heck out of Russell Wilson and the way he's leading this football team amongst everything he's had to deal with this year. So, Now, Dalton's another one of those guys, Marty, where he's going to – he's kind of like Vaughn in a sense where it doesn't matter how bad things are, he's never going to say how actually bad it is. So you kind of take it with a grain of salt, but I will give him this. There's been a lot surrounding Russell. If we were to go through the Rolodex this year and how wild it's been, if you really go back and look at it, where did it start? It starts with people making fun of him for what? He's wearing his own jersey to the first day of training camp, which everybody said, that's weird. Got made fun of a little bit, okay. Then what? The let's ride thing. Everybody took that in. Remember when we had the discussion? 
are they paying homage or are they making fun of him? I'm like, they're making fun of him. This isn't even a question. They're making fun of him. And then it's, what else? The constant trips in the offseason of going to Monaco and going to this place and that place and the videos that he would send out. Yeah, I'm still working when I'm on the road. And then it was his press conference is saying, I watch film like yeah, 12 hours a day. And then it was the high knees on the airplane. And then it was the subway commercials. And you know what I mean? Like all of this stuff that you criticize him for, most of it has had nothing to do with football, if we're being honest. Like, the, the bad football has led to the shots being taken at him personally. Go back to the Kyle Brandt comments. Remember when he said, uh, Russell, blah, blah, blah. He didn't say hi to me on a red carpet. He ignored me on the red carpet. It's like, uh, what does that matter? What, who cares? But it's, it's been so much of it that if I'm Russell, at some point, dude, I'm going to snap and just be like, what do you guys really hate about me? What is it? Is it just the football? If it's the football, I get it. But everything else, really? And then finally, Justin Simmons. He talked about it, too. Let's hear Justin. Uh, I'll say I'll say this. I'll say <coughs> Russ is uh, an amazing leader. Um, he's an amazing teammate. And uh, leadership never falls solely on one guy. I know the quarterback position is always, um, you know, at the top. Um, of every football team. I know it's a quarterback-driven league, but um, leadership never falls under one guy. Um, you know, we have really good leaders here, and, um, you know, what's happening right now at the team and uh, just this season, you know, that, that falls under the umbrella of a bunch of different uh, bunch of different guys, myself included. And so um, I don't know where that report would have came from. Um, and, uh, you know, quite honestly, while – while we're up here, um, just out of respect of, uh, you know, the Ravens and who we're playing this week and obviously them being a really good team. Um, the, for the, the remainder of this time, I just would like to keep the questions uh, geared towards uh, Lamar Jackson and, and the Baltimore Ravens. And That one wasn't really a defense, right? That wasn't really a no. And I think you see the difference here. And that's another captain, right? On what side of the football? And I think that's the difference. Dalton says that because they're all kind of responsible for how the offense is, is playing right now. The defense might have a different sort of vibe to it. So maybe, Marty, the 26 guys that showed up to the birthday party were all wide receivers and tight ends and left guards. Maybe. The point is this. When you have people questioning leadership it all stems from a single thing that personality that russell had the one that people started to hate in seattle came when the losing came like you can be arrogant and be very good in this league for example you think that aaron Rodgers is a likable guy his brother doesn't even want to talk to him <clears throat> But Aaron Rodgers has won football games quite a bit, gotten them to NFC Championship games. So it's stomachable. On the birthday party meter, how many people is Aaron Rodgers getting at his 
his birthday party. Oh, probably around the same number. Mm-hmm. He's probably getting half the team. Now, here's what's funny, and this is the difference between Rodgers and Wilson. If Rodgers got half the criticism that Wilson did, how many seconds would it take before he barked at somebody? I'm saying seconds, not days. I mean, and Russ, or, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers was the guy who said this just a couple of days ago. Could you imagine saying this as a starting quarterback for your football team who's not doing very well? So he's dealing with injuries at the moment. Aaron Rodgers goes out and says about his injury and if he's going to play or not. As long as we aren't mathematically eliminated, I want to be out there, which means if they aren't making the playoffs and they're eliminated, what are you, you just going to sit down and say, Jordan, you go take the hits now? It's not a very leadership move. What's wrong with that? Because if you're the quarterback of a football team, whether you're winning or not, you have to play. Everybody else is playing. What if everybody did that? Like on the Packers, Marty, Jair Alexander, their cornerback, he goes, well, we aren't making the playoffs. I'm not going to play. Is that really the message you want to send? Well, I mean, what if he's like hurt? I got a couple of broken ribs. Like... This ain't worth it. If you can play, I think you play. That's the way I look at it. At least Denver got the nicer quarterback, right? Oh, stop. I think it's too much. Criticize them all you want for being a bad football player, but this stuff is over the top. We get to... You were saying you go through cycles with DeAndre Jordan. Uh-huh. I do the same thing with Russ. Wednesday through Saturday, I'm like, dude, I just feel bad for this guy. Yes. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I'm like, you know what, man? <laughs> Screw this guy. I'm done with him. You're right. You're right. I mean, it is. It's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday is Russell Wilson hate 72 hours. And then everything else, I'm like, oh, come on, hey, guys. Easy, guys, come on. He's not that bad. And then I six incompletions in a row. I'm like, this guy's got to I go. really do that, too. You and me both. All right, NFL stock up, stock down. Come away in a couple minutes. Stick around. Back to the Nuggets in a little bit. A great game last night from them. A 74-47 to halftime lead. Uh, about as good of a first half as you could play. Joker with 10 assists by the half. Murray with 20 points at the half. You had dunks and highlights galore. Um, hell, of a game, hell of a game from them. We'll get back to that in just a few minutes. Jeff Legwald is going to join us at 8 o'clock this morning. So stay tuned for that. As Leggy had a uh, back and forth yesterday with Columbus... Hastings and Dover um, regarding what to do with Nathaniel Hackett. And I think it's a good question. Lakey was on the side of, do you just want this revolving door? Do you just want to change head coaches all the time? And I think it's worthy of a discussion. You know, his example he pointed to Marty was Nick Sirianni. Remember how bad the Eagles were when he first took over last year in his first year with Philadelphia. And then they rattled off, what, like seven straight wins to finish the year, and they ended up sneaking into a playoff spot. It's not going to happen for the Broncos, but could you have a late-season push of better play that could possibly change some minds? I want to play that audio a little bit later. But we do this every week. Marty, NFL stock up, stock down. Oh, we start with the quarterback. Stock up. Stock up. I want it. Okay, now make it super loud. Um... 
Trevor Lawrence, after having a rough go at it over his first year and a half in the NFL, seems to be figuring stuff out. If you watched that game last week against Baltimore, they got the win, that late win. They get the two-point conversion with almost no time on the clock to take a 28-27 lead. Lawrence finishes that game with 321 yards, three touchdowns, a win over Baltimore. In his last three weeks, though, Marty, Trevor Lawrence has six touchdowns and no interceptions. Part of his issue is that he would make, like, that highlight reel play where he'd be like, aha, that's why you drafted him number one overall. But then he'd have some turnovers where you go, well, you can't do that. Um, seems to be figuring it out here as of late. And it's not that the Jags are a really good team, but they're at least okay. Remember, they had that start to the year. Weren't they 2-0, and I think, to start the season, Marty? And we're like, hmm, Jacksonville figuring things out? Well, they've come back to earth. They're 4-7 and seven now on the year, but they're still playing a decent brand of football that I would claim is this. It's watchable. I think the Jags are a watchable football team. And Trevor Lawrence is a big part of it. He's turned his game around, so credit to him. Let's go quarterback stock down. I think this guy's still watchable. But you hear some of the reports that are coming out. Kyler Murray finished that game last week, 191 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick, and a loss to the Chargers. Patrick Peterson goes on his podcast, his former teammate, and says, Kyler only cares about Kyler. You want to talk about losing a locker room, Marty? That's out front and center. Some guy who played with him just said, nobody really likes this guy. It was the way he said it, too. Like, oh, everybody knows this. Correct. And we've heard the stories coming out of Arizona that he has been a um, a polarizing figure within that organization. But if you're getting called out by teammates like that and you're losing and you aren't putting up very good numbers, uh, Kyler Murray gets the stock down this week. Let's go non-quarterback stock up. How about Josh Jacobs lately, huh? I mean, he had that huge game last week, the 86-yard touchdown in overtime to cap the game and the win for the Vegas Raiders in Seattle. But he finishes that game with 229 rushing yards, 300-plus total yards in the game. If you look at his last two weeks, Marty, it's back-to-back weeks with over 100 yards. He's got 350 in his last two. On the season, Josh Jacobs has 1,150 rushing yards and nine touchdowns. You will take that through, what, 12 games, 11 games from any running back in the NFL. And ironically, he was the guy they declined the fifth-year option on before this season started. Now he's making a case, much like Garrett Bowles did when they declined his fifth-year option to, well, you could add one more year of me on the cheap. Now do you want to pay up or not? And I don't know what the paying up thing is for running backs anymore. He's not going to get Derrick Henry money. I don't think he sniffs like 10 mil a year, but he probably is up there about seven to eight. Playing the way that he has in a contract year, it's a very, very good time for him to find this production. Josh Jacobs playing really well as of late, so he gets the stock up. Let's go stock down. I don't know what's in the water here, Marty. In Atlanta. But it feels like when they draft a pass-catching player, whether a tight end last year in in, uh, Kyle Pitts or a top-five wide receiver in Drake London... They just can't get them the football. And if you've been paying attention to Drake London's year, had big expectations, right? Out of all the receivers that were drafted, Marty, you go back to that first round. Remember, it was Drake London, 
Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams. The list goes on and on. So Jamison Williams hasn't played yet. He's still coming off that ACL from college. Chris Olave has been really good in New Orleans. Garrett Wilson is now finding something in New York. Drake London has been doing nothing. Last week, two catches for 29 yards on the season. Only 41 catches for 438 yards. He hasn't had a 50-yard receiving game, Marty, since week three of this season. And if you're an Atlanta fan, you've got to be going out of your mind because you already know the conversation surrounding Kyle Pitts, which is, why can't you get him the football? Now you're adding on a top five wide receiver and saying, you can't get him the football either, so who exactly is going to get the football in this offense? So Drake London gets the stock down. Let's go NFL team stock up. Since he's been 7-2 since opening the season at 0-2, they go on the road at Tennessee, a very, very tough place to play. Tennessee, a tough team to play. And they get a win, 20-16 in Tennessee. Burroughs turned his game around over the last six to seven weeks. They're about to get Jamar Chase back in the lineup. He said he's expecting to play this weekend which could take that offense to another level, as we've seen before with Jamar Chase. Since he's back, dude, seven and four now on the year, uh, and it looks like they're doing that same sort of climb that they did last season as they were kind of middling at the, uh, the back nine of the season, and then they just took off. Seems like they're doing that thing again this year. Big test this weekend. They got the Chiefs. Yeah. We'll know for sure. You'll get a real look at how good this team actually is. So, since they get the stock up, let's go stock down. I think it's the Giants. Giants have lost two in a row now. They started the year 7-2. and two. We kind of felt like it was a fraudulent 7-2. and two. Weird ways how they were winning games. But they lost the last two weeks to Detroit at home and then to the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Uh, that Cowboys game. Close early. Cowboys score a couple of touchdowns in the third quarter, and they run away with it. I think we're just getting a better read of who the Giants are. They're a decent team that's not all that great, and that 7-2 record did not accurately represent the kind of team that they were. I'm going to skip over the MVPs this week. We'll just go to best game of the week, Marty. The Moose is loose. Can I say it was Detroit and Buffalo on Thanksgiving? It's a really good game. I'm asking honestly. I have a bias here, but I I feel like that was a really good game. So, yeah. Back and forth, last second, great plays made by both teams. I think it was that one. Then we get to uh, worst game of the week. Thank you. I got a couple options. I'm going to go with the Broncos game, though. I mean, that it's just there was nothing to it. So, you had a, what? What was the play that you remember from the Broncos and Panthers game? And the fact that I'm asking that when I watched the entire thing is crazy to me. Like, for either team. the Latavius Murray run. That was sick. Cool. They didn't score on that drive. No, they fumbled right right after. Yeah. I mean, there was, what, one deep ball to DJ Moore? Like, there just was no oomph to the game. So, that's NFL stock up, stock down. We do it every week following the NFL weekend. Again, back to the Nuggets and this great game that they had yesterday. 303-504-0925. Watch the show live on Twitch. Twitch.tv. Search out the 2DSR in the search bar. The Altitude TV simulcast. Mojo Lombardi and Kane next. For the Bud Light Studios. Bud Light for the fans on game day. KKSCFM HD1. Broomfield, Denver, Boulder. Home of the Nuggets. Holy cow. The Avalanche. Oh my goodness gracious. 
and Denver Sports Talk. Altitude Sports Radio, 92.5. Tired of the same old insurance company? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.